got to make some changes that are pretty bold and pretty daring and pretty scary. Welcome to episode one of the micro podcast we like to call Be Boulder. I'm Lindsay Kara Stencil, seasoned VC, law firm partner, wife, dog mama, all those cool types of things, and I'm bold AF. <laughs> what does it mean to be bolder is one of those things I'm, I'm getting asked a lot. So yeah, sure, being bold and being bolder means being fierce. It means being fabulous even when the world tells you to dress like a potato. It means doing the courageous thing. It means doing the right thing even when it's not the easy thing. But most importantly to me, it means being one with yourself and living in a disciplined, a determined way even when the work porn hustle culture tells us to do otherwise. Over the past several years, I've been on a personal journey to take better care of myself and the teams around me in a very holistic, all-encompassing type of way. A few years ago, my life and career accelerated in what seemed an all-outward, positive type of respects to be in an amazing and wonderful series of ways. I owned and managed several businesses. I ran my own law firm. I was one of the first female VC partners in the Midwest. I was the chief investment officer for an organization in my hometown, trying to help that ecosystem get lifted off the ground. And I was doing all of those things at one time. <laughs> I was beyond grateful for the multiplying and multitude of things that were happening in my life at that time. But if I'm really honest, it was killing me. I was having panic attacks multiple times a week, sometimes multiple times a day. And that's not just Lindsay getting the Sunday scaries. That's, you know, in the middle of the workday trying to figure out how I'm going to make it through and manage the rest of the day. It was, you know, random times at night. It was sleepless nights. It was um, not sleeping at all. Uh, I found myself plummeting to the depths of despair and depression. And if you know anything about my tale, uh, suicide and suicidal thoughts have not been that far off for me in, in times past, 10 years ago or so. So for me, I know that's a dangerous place and path to be heading down. And most significantly, if I needed a universal wake-up call, I very literally had a brain tumor that was growing in my frontal lobe. I had what they call a benign brain neoplasm, which is effectively a, a small uh, brain mass that um, ultimately got infected and was uh, growing and slowly killing me over time. The most amazing thing about that though was that my body knew to encapsulate it in a way that prevented uh, my brain from being so infected that it would have ultimately killed me. So in a wild and crazy way, my body knew I was worth fighting for. I just needed to wrap the rest of my self around that concept and that idea. And so I can seriously say that stress and overwork were very literally killing me. And I fundamentally believe that this was happening because I was just saying yes to everything, every opportunity, every position, every role, every board seat, everything that people would come to me. I wouldn't, I couldn't even 
step back to say, you know, is this fitting into my life? Is this for the best for me? Is it the best for the teams around me? I was just saying yes, because I didn't have time or the energy to process any of it. I wasn't standing in my own truth and in my own self and in my own beliefs. I was just kind of taking what came at me because I thought that's what I needed to do because that's what the world was telling me to do. And I was letting people beat me down and and dim my light. And for some people, um, they just can't handle when other people start to grow and develop in their lives and in their careers. And instead of focusing on themselves and making themselves better, they worry about the wrong things. And as we get into the episode today, we'll kind of talk about why those are the people that you don't need in your life. And so you've got to make some changes that are pretty bold and pretty daring and pretty scary. I knew ultimately as all of these things were happening and crashing down on me that I could be better. I could do better. I could be better for the teams that I worked with. And ultimately those teams would be better because I made changes in my life. So I reevaluated everything in my life. I focused on my mental, physical, emotional health. I looked at every relationship, be it job, be it my, you know, even my husband who I adore and all of you know that, um, But even he was on the chopping block. Like I looked at every single thing in my life and said, does this fit? And for those of you who are wondering, yes, my husband very definitely fits. He's a wonderful man. (laughs) But I did reevaluate every single thing in my life. And you know what? Instead of my life falling apart, which I so desperately feared would happen because I started just shedding things and saying no to things, instead... I found the opposite happening where I was boldly and and selfishly taking care of myself and things just started to click and fall into place in the most beautiful series of ways. I shed all of the nonsense that wasn't serving me, no matter how painful or how extreme the change. Fiscal 19, fiscal 20 year 19, I endearingly referred to as the year of carnage. And I basically said, I didn't care what had to go, it will go. And apparently I've carried that into fiscal year 2020. So uh, if I've manifested any of the chaos of 2020 into my life or anyone else's, you know, I guess I'm apologetic for that. I had to make decisions about how to better care for others by first caring for myself. I recognized that my teams around me weren't going to get better if I wasn't taking care of me because I just didn't have the ability to be the best teammate or person that I could be. So I would say that, you know, my experience is proof positive that making sure you're functioning at your best and highest self allows everything around you to function in a better, healthier, more holistic way. As we talk each week here, we'll cover everything you know, learned and what continues to be learned because life is a series of special little learnings. (laughs) And we really will discuss and dig into what it means to be bolder. This week, we cover the first five of the 10 LKS Bolden Rules. I've come to learn that understanding and living by the life rules you establish and living by those with love and empathy produces the best possible outcomes, even though they might not always feel that way when we're, we're interacting with, with those around us. So 
without further ado, let's get after it. Rule number one, don't you dare fuck with my money or the money of the companies I'm working with. In a world of venture capital, startups, and any new or services-based businesses, cash is always going to be king. And you need to protect what you've raised or what you've earned or what you've accrued or the contracts that you've signed. You need to protect those and really demand what you have earned. You need to plan and spend wisely. You need to live below your means or you need to work within your businesses, you know, in a very savvy and wherever possible bootstrap sort of way. And don't you dare let anyone keep or take what's yours. Financial health is a leading stressor for most business owners and individuals if we really break it down, right? So if you're not demanding payment for what you've performed or done or are constantly battling with a client or a customer or a vendor who doesn't value you and what you have to offer or they don't want to pay you, Stop letting them fuck with what's yours and demand it and move on. You'll end up in a far better spot than you would have screwing around chasing the money from people who don't value what you've provided or don't value you as a human. I can't make more clear. If people are willing to fuck with your money, even in the smallest amount possible, they don't respect you. Move on from people like this. You don't need them in your business and you don't need them in your life. Kick the deadbeat, non-paying folks to the curb and your business and your mental health will thank you. Rule two, be kind. Now, be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Self-love is probably the most important thing that you can do. And that's like really true self-love, self-care, protecting your mental health, physical health, spiritual health, all of those things. It's a tough thing to do, but... Trust me, you are worth it. Now, I will tell you, people, I also break down for people, you know, being kind and being nice are not the same thing. And if you're being nice to yourself or you're being nice to others, you're actually doing all of those parties a huge disservice. Nice is toxic. Nice leads to telling yourself and others what they want to hear. It produces outcomes that don't lead to productive growth or change. And ultimately, they produce broken teams incapable of true and healthy communications. And I promise you, over time, it's ultimately going to break those teams down. And if that doesn't register for you, nice actually derives from the Greek word Nietzsche, meaning stupid. So if you want to continue to be stupid and just do the thing that's easy in the moment, do it up. But I would tell you it's more appropriate for you to be kind. Kind is communicating and acting with love and good intentions. <laughs> but it's also often saying or doing what needs said, not just what's easiest to say. Kind produces healthy teams, healthy outcomes, and promotes personal growth and development, not just for you, but for the teams around you. Nice is easy. But kind is usually what needs to happen or be said. And kind interactions produce the best teams and the best outcomes. Rule three, work hard. 
Now, when I say work hard, I don't mean work until your eyes bleed all day, every day. Hell no, okay? What I'm saying is that'll make you sick and it'll ultimately kill you over time. Plus, there's no way in hell you're making your best possible work decisions when you're exhausted, you haven't slept, you haven't seen your family because you're quote unquote working too hard. There's a difference between qualitative work and quantitative work. And I promise you qualitative work I will take all day, any day over just quantitative work. So when I mean work hard, I say when you're on something, be on it. You know, set aside this porn hustle culture of, you know, work so hard. You know, I work 22 hours today. Who gives a shit? I certainly don't. I want to know that in, you know, the time that you were working, did you get this thing done and did you do it to the best of your possible abilities? Because if the answer is yes, awesome. I'm pumped to hear that. If you didn't, I don't know what the hell you were doing for 22 hours, but it sounds like you were wasting your time. So when you're on something, really be on it, you know. Accomplish what you need to get done. And when you're done working on that thing, go ahead and work hard on not working. Find a balance because sometimes doing nothing is actually doing something. And that's something that I had to sit with for a really long time because I know that I felt the pressure of work harder, work more, give more, give more. But at the end of the day, you get to a point where you just can't give more and it will kill you. Rule four, surround yourself with dope people. Your personal health really is impacted by the teams and the people that you surround yourself with every day. Plus, high-functioning, healthy teams of dope, wonderful, truly caring for the best of the business and its customers and each other, that type of team is the type of team that pushes and challenges and inspires each other to produce far superior outcomes than any dysfunctional team will ever, ever produce. And I'll venture a guess that when you're not surrounded by dope, amazing humans, you're more stressed, you're fighting team issues instead of getting work done, and simply worrying about the wrong things day in and day out. Example, I've been on teams where, you know, I have someone who we're all, you know, trying to push the ball forward and we think we're doing the right thing. And then you have a random team member who is envious of something that, you know, you got in terms of PR or press or is worried about what type of social media presence someone has. If that's the thing that your people are worrying about, they're worrying about the wrong things. And those people probably don't actually genuinely care about your success. They're more upset because people aren't pointing at them and feeling that success on the other side. So I would challenge you to think about in that instance, right? Are you really surrounding yourself with dope people or do you need to make some changes because you guys aren't the best fit for each other? If you want far better outcomes, why put yourself through the nonsense when you can be happier and healthier and working with teams that you develop and people that you truly care about, who care about you, and all who push each other to be better each and every day. Rule five, as we round out the top five here today, the fifth one, shocking as this might sound, is to be bold. As much as it's fun to say, you know, bold is being fierce and sassy and fabulous, I don't actually think that's what it means to be bold. Being bold is going against the grain 
when you know the system you're working within is fundamentally broken. It's doing it when it's hard and it could be far easier in the short term to just go, go with it and roll with it. Example, <laughs> for me, coming up in venture capital as one of the very few females and then one of the even fewer female venture capital partners, it would have been far easier for me to simply just say every day, day in, day out, you know, when someone demanded I go get them coffee, I go do it. When someone demand I just, you know, help them with their scheduling, I do it. That would have been the easy route but it wouldn't have set a course and a pathway for others to follow. It wouldn't have helped to affect and impact change within an industry that is just fundamentally broken. And I knew that. So for me, I had to do the thing that was bold, which was be me, stand up for what I wanted. When I had men who asked me if my dad was joining me in the meeting that day, Guess what I said? I told them to go fuck themselves because you want to know why? No one should stand for that. Could I have maybe handled it in a different way? Sure. But you know what? Put them back on their heels when they try to put me on mine. So guess what? I had to stand up for myself and be bold, not just for myself, but for the women and diverse folks who come after me who want to see the industry changed or different. For me... Being bold with the businesses I'm in and I work with is incredibly important. It's easy to get caught up in the numbers or, you know, doubling projections year over year at all costs. But what's more bold to me is looking an investor in the face, providing them with reasonable projections that require the team to be all in, but don't beat the ever living hell out of them so badly that it crushes them and burns them out and destroys the business. What's more bold to me there is doing that type of thing instead of just going with whatever the, the crazy culture of more, more, raise more, double more, whatever, at all costs, who cares, work 25 hours a day. That's not bold. That's beating the hell out of yourself. And guess what? Once you, you're burned out and you're destroyed, someone's just going to replace you with the next person that they can do the same thing to. So why not take care of yourself and take care of those team members around you and do the right thing? I believe that this type of bold approach over time is actually healthier <laughs> for the businesses and the people within them and will actually lead to better outcomes. But I guess you'll just have to put faith in yourself and your teams to find out for yourself if that's really going to work. But are you really willing to live boldly and buck the system? So I'm committed to keeping these digestible and short. So that's all for this week. Tune in next week as we round out the top or the top 10, excuse me, bold and rules. And in the coming weeks, as we're joined by entrepreneurs and fashion gurus and leaders who all talk about what it means to authentically and boldly live their lives and how it's changed their lives and others for the better. Remember to join our community on Insta at BeBolderCast and to follow our blog coming soon at TheBolderLife.com. As always, thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, don't just be bold, be bolder. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And join our community on Insta at BeBolderCast.